Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you to be a ninja Darren and Lito will tell you how They can't do it themselves Because they're not that strong This is the American Ninja Warrior song Hello everyone and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Rehapa Podcast I'm your host Aaron Armstrong and with me today is Lita, how you doing Lita? I am good, we are gonna get into so much of uh places that i've actually been to this week between cincinnati and baltimore um truly an expert on these places uh we just really needed to put them together it was totally intentional for us to not do a podcast last week just so we could really uh dedicate the appropriate amount of time to these great american cities Yes, that's definitely what was happening. Uh, unfortunately, we, we had some scheduling issues. So, uh, the, the, we're, this, this podcast is going to be a combination of the past two episodes. We're going to run through Baltimore and Cincinnati. Yes. What kind of person would do updates at 11 in the morning when that's seemingly the only time that I'm not working? I, that's a, a terrible person. Yeah. Some kind of monster yeah. to make things inconvenient for my two jobs. <laughs> I should also warn you that I am caffeinated right now <laughs> and literally jittery. Uh, I'm also caffeinated, but I don't think the listeners have ever heard me not caffeinated. Yeah, it's not it's not a very usual thing for me. <laughs> caffeinated. Yeah. Yeah, I came onto this call and Taryn was lit. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yeah, I was in the middle of a workout. And so <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little my head is a little strange at the moment. <laughs> That's fine. It's a good thing we've got so much material to get through because you'll be talking at 1.5 speed. Exactly. I have adjusted the <laughs> podcast barometer <laughs> to 150%. We're ready to go. Yeah, so that when you listen on three times speed, if you're a crazy person like Taryn, this mm. will be even faster. 4.5. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a setting. What's the point? <laughs> okay, let's talk about these ninjas. All right, so back in Baltimore, episode five of American Ninja Warrior. We had a course here starting with the shrinking steps, then the double twister, which was uh, an obstacle where you grabbed onto the little hooks and it twists and you have to jump onto the next hooks and those twist and then you, you dismount. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then we had the dangerous curves. Uh, I find this to be an oddly sensual name for an obstacle. Um, 
<laughs> dangerous curves. Dangerous I don't curves. Know. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a little. It seems a little lascivious to me. Watch out! Those curves are dangerous. You might <laughs> yeah. get enticed. Yeah, so exactly. Get, um, <laughs> You're not cutting that out. Um, it's like the the wave runner, but they go up and down. Right. I liked this one. Yeah. They climbed up on the board and the boards were curved. They had dangerous curves, enticing curves. Uh-huh. And so they climbed up the boards and then gripped onto a spinny board in the middle that they had to spin around to the other side and then go down a board that was curved. And so and that's how you. Yes. Very dangerous. Curved and dangerous. Not as dangerous as we're going to see in uh, in Cincinnati with all the yeah, blood. No, nobody is bleeding. Not yet. <laughs> then we have the hazard cones, which is a, uh, a, a an agility balance obstacle where it's uh, what was it like four different cones, uh, four or five that uh, that spin, and you have to tra- sort of like traverse across them. I like this one. Did this seem so much harder than the average balance obstacle to you, or did it just look harder? I don't know. To me, it looked easier. Whoa. I don't know. I guess if like just looking at it on TV, I guess like it's not as easy to figure out what you're supposed to do than the ones where you literally just like run across. Yeah. Um, So it seemed more challenging to me. It seemed more complicated, but I don't actually know. Yeah, maybe maybe it would just be like a personal preference thing where I'd prefer to sort of like be jumping on these angled things than like spinny horizontally spinny like these were like diagonally spinny uh-huh yes mm-hmm. it's more it's more like parkour than balance yes because you're jumping side to side yeah um rather than having to stay on top of balls or whatever yeah and i also honestly prefer watching this one to just the run across ones yeah there was a lot more um dramatic falls yeah so uh so that's the hazard cones then we get to crank it up We've seen this one before. You just jump onto the handles and then you have to crank them up and around. And you, there's three of them. I don't like that there was an obstacle called the dangerous curves followed by the hazard cones. Those are those are too close. Mm. Hazard, danger. They should have been like, I don't know. So I was going to say the caution cones, but that's the same. There that's are the dangerous thing. curves. There are hazardous cones. And then uh, then you crank it up. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like the two obstacle names were were two in the same vein. If you're going to do that, the whole course has to be called like the the killer cliffs. <laughs> killer I just invented. Cliffs. I just invented an obstacle. Submit it. Um, okay, I don't know what's involved in that because I don't know how to draw. <laughs> so I would have to commission an artist. We'll have to get uh, Kevin Carbone to help out. Yeah, or Kevin Brecky. Any of the Kevins that are friends of the podcast, Kevin Carbone isn't actually a friend of the podcast, <laughs> as I am constantly reminded. All right. Well, then, of course, you have the warped wall and mega wall. You have that going on. All right. So we started the uh, the episode. We're just we're going to, you know, maybe not be quite as detailed uh, since we're doing a double episode here. I'm going to run through some of the highlights of the episode. Uh, but we did start with Daniel S. Iskent? Eskent? Elskent? I don't know. It's probably one of those. Um, I have a deep prejudice towards acapella groups. Oh, no. And yeah, and this uh, did not help, especially because A, this took so long, and B, he wasn't even the one soloing. Yeah, that was. 
That was strange. That it was, was weird. It was like, I'm going to highlight my friend because I'm not a good enough singer to do the solo. What is your problem with acapella groups? Um, They were really annoying in college. I went to uh, a school that was like a really, really, really good musical theater school, like a top three musical school, musical theater school in the country. But that's not what I went to school for. So like the people who were musical at Michigan were like super clicky because they're just like we are like the best singers in like the whole country and like we're 18 and we have been validated by adults saying that we're going to make it as singers and like it was just a lot also um, I did audition for an acapella group and they did reject me so there's there's some of that Um, but also uh, it was just uh, a particular culture on campus that involved a lot of people that I did not get along with. Although one of my best friends was in one acapella group that was fine. You know, I, at first I was offended because, uh, I have been known to dabble in the acapella, but the acapella you're absolutely arts. right. In college, they sucked. Yes. Yes. I was, they I did acapella in high school. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not like competitive, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, it's just that the people who did it because they went to like national competitions and stuff. Um, it was quite irritating. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, so he did not do particularly well. He, uh, he's going to go down in the hazard cones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Can we not skip the next guy because he can in fact call me? <laughs> yes. Alex Goodwin, who, uh, he was like an animal rescue guy. Yeah, he rescued animals from zoos and then takes care of them. And he brought a snake. Yes. And I, a lot of snake content on reality TV this week. Truly. Um, also, he, his thing is that he's the natural, but isn't somebody else already the natural? Pretty sure that's a name already taken. Yeah, that's, that one's taken. Yeah. Uh, he did make it to crank it up, though. Bert the snake is a really good name for a snake. Bert. <laughs> Bert. I like that. <laughs> What's up, Bert? How's it going? Uh, yeah, I like very why you, person. Why are you wrapping yourself around my neck, Bert? Bert? <laughs> Bert? No! Uh huh. Yeah, I like very person names for animals. <laughs> um, we had Taylor Johnson was a very short person. <laughs> was, the, was that a boy or a girl? She. Like I said, you have to have non-gender neutral names if we don't remember you. Um, she went out on the uh, the dangerous curves. Uh, not going to make a comment about her curves. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we saw Judas Liccardello. Oh, I remember him. Yes, he went out on the hazard cones. Not good. Was was he the barber? I don't recall. Okay, not a concrete barber, a regular barber. Mm, he did not qualify. He usually Yikes. does. Yeah. Uh, so this is the problem. I always go. I always scroll down to see if they qualified, and then I have to find my place again, scrolling all the way back up. You just have it as a separate list beside your notes. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's to double my amount of notes here. Um, <laughs> uh, Kevin Lang, Kevin Lang, Lang, Lang um, went out on crank it up. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, Kevin Lang 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 Lang. Uh, I figure if I say enough versions, I'll get one of them right, and it'll be all right. Yeah, but then you're guaranteed to get some of them wrong. That's fine, though. Okay. If somebody said Taryn, Terrence, Tehran, Tehran, Taryn, I'd be like, Yeah, he got, he got there. Do people really pronounce your name Tehran? 
I don't know. I've heard lots of things. Tehran, like the capital of Iran? I don't know. Is that is that right? I don't I don't want to be uh geographically inaccurate here. Um yeah, it's the capital of Iran. T E H R A N. Oh yes. <laughs> See, I in my head, I was like T A Y. No, no, like it's Tehran. Yeah, it's close enough that people could pronounce your name like that, I guess. I don't know. I get Lita a lot, which makes no sense. Lita, yeah. That makes sense. No. <laughs> it doesn't. Not how Lit- you would pronounce with it. With an uh. I guess, well, yeah. I guess it does make sense because you don't say literature. You say <laughs> literature, even though it's still L-I-T. <laughs> I'm fond of the literature. <laughs> oh, I love literature. Can I get yeah. you some literature on the subject? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> who's up next? Angela... Gargano. That seems right. Yeah. Uh, she was injured last year. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. I don't either. Her getting hurt in Philadelphia. Yeah, but she came onto the course with a knee brace. And she, she then threw it away. Uh, yeah, I imagined like doctors in the audience being like, no. <laughs> Seems largely symbolic. Yeah, I guess so. She was a cover girl of the very sexy magazine, Women's Health. I don't know if that's sarcasm or not. <laughs> it, is, it is sarcasm. Well, when they said she was a cover girl, I thought like Playboy. Okay. Cover girl. Like, it's weird to call somebody a cover girl just because they were on the cover of a magazine. I feel like cover girl has a specific implication. I feel like cover girl is from the 90s. Like, we're done with magazines. Ugh, I love magazines. Okay. I'm like one of the only people that still buys Cosmo every month. Exactly. It's a dying brand. <laughs> Yeah, but it's great. There's nothing better than flipping through a magazine while you have music on. Ugh, I feel like I'm 12 and like looking at boys. I can think of one thing better, at least, which is browsing the internet while listening to music. No, no. All right. You get too easily distracted. Uh, well, she went out on the hazard cones, but she is going to qualify in the top five women. Great. Good for her. Yes. Um, you have a look on your face. Well, yeah, because I just have a comment. I just have a note written with no context. It just says, you got to be smooth like Vermont maple syrup. Sweet. But I don't know who it's about or what it's referring to. And I'm also confused about why the University of Maryland cheerleaders are there, even though uh, the University of Maryland is not in Baltimore. I also have that quote. It's for Brandon Stenta. <laughs> oh, okay. what was he from Vermont? Um, I, I guess so. <laughs> or maybe he's a maple syrup maker. That would be a fun job. No, this is the guy who had a uh, a son. He was a single father, and uh, he had oh. his, he had the son in high school. Yes, yes, yes. And he, and he, he still he looks like a child. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so the, he he has a young son. He's doing it for him. And uh, and Akbar says, "You've got to be smooth like Vermont maple maple syrup on this one." Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so he, he did, he did, uh, it was, it was looking maybe like he wasn't going to finish, but he actually did get through Crank It Up and managed to become the first finisher of the night. He completed this course. Yes. Mazel tov. Another victory for teen pregnancy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> then we had Carter Olson, who, uh, went out on the dangerous curves, uh, also qualified in the top five women though. Okay. Uh, then we had, this is what happens. I scroll down. 
scrolling down. It's a dangerous, dangerous job. Um, <laughs> dangerous curves. It's dangerous scrolls. Uh, Anthony Eardley Eardley went out and crank it up. Uh, Nick Green it was a, uh, a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, got caught up on the uh, the double the double twister. In one of these montages, did Akbar say someone is an underwater welder? Or did I make that up? Because <laughs> I swear to God, he said underwater welder. Do not know. Which, how is that possible? Isn't fire like a really important thing? <laughs> In welding? I don't know. As scientific advancements <laughs> can surprise you. I don't know. Maybe he didn't say underwater welder. This is going to be like when I thought he said Conan O'Brien, but it was Kobe Bryant. And then I got a bunch of tweets about it. Anyway, I would be impressed if he was an underwater welder. Yes. Well, uh, I believe he eventually will go out on the dangerous curves. This uh, this firefighter. Uh, then we get Abby Clark, who uh, we, we know. Yes. And this was uh, the quickest, like, Ugh to smile moment that I had all season where they were like, and there's a little ninja at home. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a kid. And that was a dog, <laughs> which is so great. Because I like to see dogs on TV and don't like to see kids. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, she is also, she's going to go out on the hazard cone. So she is going to make it past the dangerous curves, but uh, can't get past the hazard cones. She's going to be our second place female finisher of the night. Um, so uh, then we're going to go to Alicia Tavani Candela, who went on the double twister. Is she the black belt? Yes. That was weird because they like promoted her. They were like, we have a six degree black belt coming up. And then it was like, while we were away, the six degree black belt ran. <laughs> what? They montaged her. Uh, no, they featured her in a montage. I, yeah. Okay. Great. I guarantee you that's how they put it in the, by themselves. They're like, oh, we're featuring this one. Yeah, definitely. In a montage. Hey, she still got on TV. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, then Connor Claffey, who uh, was the guy, they were like, this guy knows a bunch of famous bands because he works at Madison Square Garden. Honestly, being a Satan at Madison Square Garden is a very cool job. I guess that he doesn't actually hang out with the rock stars, but that is a cool job. Well, there you go. He went out on the hazard cones. Yes. Yes. Uh, then we saw uh, Lucio. Lu? Yeah. Lucio. Uh, Batista, who is the mustache ninja. Yeah, my favorite. His mustache is 18 inches long. It's the biggest mustache I've ever experienced. Oh my god. You're <laughs> gross. Don't be gross. I know this is a big brother thing. Don't be gross. Uh, None of that. It's a big mustache. Size doesn't matter. It's what you do with the mustache. <laughs> is that true? Size? I thought you, the bigger the better. Um... Okay, you know what? You caught me. <laughs> I'm just, for me personally, yes, I prefer the mustache be bigger. But I'm saying that there are guys who can work with a small mustache and still have the same effect. All right, I'm just saying. You just said don't be gross. <laughs> I'm talking about facial hair. Uh, <laughs> so the mustache ninja is going to make it to crank it up, which means that he will be advancing on to the city finals. We'll see more of the mustache ninja. Yes. 
Thank God. Yes. Uh, then we are going to move on here to Connor Galvin, who is apparently the new guy with a grandpa. Yeah. What happened to Casey Sutaki? He is no longer the guy with a grandpa. Yeah, I hope his grandpa's okay. That would be very sinister that they. <laughs> you don't have a grandpa anymore, sir. We're getting a new grandpa for the show. There's a new grandpa in town, and his name is Ducky. Ducky. He's got a better name and everything. I don't even know Casey Suhaki's grandpa's name. Exactly, because it's not Ducky. It's not Ducky. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I I have that he crushes teen dad's time, but I also don't remember either of their names. So it's grandpa guy and teen dad. There you go. Uh, Akbar does say, are you kidding me? Shucky ducky quack quack. Nice. Oh, that's a pretty good cheer. for like the Oregon Ducks. <laughs> Akbar sounds like me when I'm caffeinated. <laughs> Shucky ducky quack Shucky, quack, ducky, nice. quack quack. Nice. Do you, th- <laughs> uh, do you think we're going to have to keep a uh, running tally for oh. Shucky Ducky Quack Quack Nice? How many Shucky Duckies? Yes. <laughs> oh, Shucky Ducky. <laughs> quack Quack No. Oh, yeah. That definitely seems like something he would say if he falls on the final scores. Yeah. Uh, we saw Carl Fantuzo, uh, who went out on the Shrinking Steps. It's no mm-hmm. good. No good. Uh, we saw Casey Rothschild. She was a big star last year. And this time she was a uh, montage, I believe. How Maybe. did she do? Uh, she went on the dangerous curves. Uh, did not qualify. Yikes. For the city finals. Oof. Ouch. Rough. She was, she looks, she was like, she was one of the, like, hey, promising new woman. And yeah, uh, I remember oof. her. She yeah. was like really young, right? Yes. I think she is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then we got another big disappointment. Right out, right, uh, disappointments here. Uh, John Alexis Jr., the Giants, is going to go out on the dangerous curves. They were so dangerous. Friend of the podcast, John uh, Alexis Jr. I wrote, no! Chucky Ducky, quack, quack, no! <laughs> it took such a long time to take notes for this because we had to write that out every time somebody fell. It was very upsetting. <laughs> Uh, all right. Then we move on to Joe Morofsky, weirdly getting the middle of the episode treatment. Yeah, I guess it's like uh, a disappointment for him. Certainly. The, so they, he they lost his streak. Yeah, so they didn't want to put it at the end. But he lost his streak on a technicality, though. I agree. Yeah. Um, especially because it was basically, you know, Joe, Joe and, and also they were doing promos where Joe was like, uh, forecast for tonight. I'm going up that mega wall and I could see it in his eyes that he hadn't made it, that this was, he had already not done it and he was dying a little bit inside. Well, he didn't have music. Um, it's true. Uh, and of course I could be completely wrong, but (laughs) this was what I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he wants to get up that mega wall. He gets to the end of the qualifying course. He does very well, of course, uh, makes it up through the first crank it up in two moves. Um, we're also going to see Najee do that. But when he goes to the mega wall, he's not even close. Yeah. First try, second try, third try doesn't come close. 
I definitely thought that um, they were being kind of silly when they were like, oh, it's the sea breeze. Mm -hmm. It's like the ocean weather. But there had to be something going on with this mega wall, right? Definitely. And we'll we'll come back to this over the course of the episode here. But nobody makes it up the mega wall. Nobody even comes close. Close. Yeah. So there's definitely something going on here. And I I did write later on, like, kind of... uh, not the coolest thing in the world that uh, these people are missing out on $10,000 because (laughs) the city they got invited to is right next to the water and very, you know, moistery. And in the previous city, they got to be in a stadium where it was nice and weather controlled. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not fair. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd be, I'd be annoyed. Like, uh, you owe me $10,000. Yeah. I would definitely say that like, like any professional sport, it's like, well, weather is just kind of part of it. But there's one place that's indoors. That's a really good point. Like, it would be more fair if it was, you know, at least every single city was outside. Yeah. So unfortunately, Joe is not going to make that $10,000. The streak, they say, is over. But uh, I mean, come on, he he finished yeah. the course. But it doesn't mean that it's that he's in any worse shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we got Brandon Singletary, Mm -hmm. uh, who, uh, who went on the course here and went out on the dangerous curves. I believe this is the guy who, uh, his dad also went out on the, uh, on the dangerous curves. Oh yeah. They were fun. Yeah. They went out in the same place. Mm -hmm. After the, uh, getting the call montage. Yes. Then we had Tamika Catchings. Well, that's a funny last name for a basketball player. Well, at that point, you have to go into sports. Uh, exactly. Um, she, uh, she, I think she, uh, I'm confused. She's a basketball player, but she has Olympic medals because I guess they play. Yeah, they, they play basketball in the Olympics, right? Yes. <laughs> it's not like she's a WNBA player that also happens to be an Olympic bobsledder. <laughs> you never know. I do. They play basketball I mean, in the Olympics. You named the one uh, sport in the Olympics that like other athletes do compete in, like sprinters do bobsledding too. Sometimes. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, she is a WNBA player uh, that won Olympics for basketball. Well, there you won go. Won gold medals for basketball. Yes, she. She's like legit a superstar athlete. Like sometimes they'll say like eh, this person is like huge in the world of like whatever random sport, but this person actually is a superstar athlete. I believe you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> believe women. <laughs> uh, I also I also have um so I like in my brain refer to hard of hearing people as HOH, but then it looks weird in my notes because mm. Which is already a thing that I take notes on for different podcasts. I'm going to say you'd think that Olympic like big sporting events would be a bigger thing like basketball, like Olympic, like people are way more excited about, in my opinion, from just like not being interested in sports. And from what I hear, people are usually way more excited about like the NBA finals than the like Olympic best of the best. Everyone's competing kind of deal. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think part of that is like it is easier, at least for me, to feel loyalty to like Pittsburgh than to the U.S. 
So when it's a bunch of people from a bunch of different teams playing against some of my favorite players, my favorite hockey player is Canadian. Uh, he's not even on my team in the Olympics, you know? Um, so it's weird. And also the summer Olympics are, are like the Olympics in general are super exciting because some of these sports you only get to see every four years, whereas mm-hmm. like we can watch basketball every year. But it's uh, like uh, to me, it, uh, in my head, this is like if you gathered together all of the best Big Brother players of all time and, uh, you know, pitted them against the best Canadian players. And uh, imagine there were other countries that did cool versions of Big Brother that weren't just lame voting things from America or <laughs> from the audience. <laughs> uh-huh. That's some country bias right there. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> And that was it's and, weird how America votes on every Big Brother season, so even weird. if it's in France. Um, that sounds crazy excited. That would be like the biggest event uh, ever. But uh, but for whatever reason, it's I guess I guess there's just not as much uh, you know on the on, personally at stake. Yeah, it's like it's fun to watch Big Brother because of like the personalities and the strategy. It's fun to watch basketball, but every game kind of looks the same. I mean, I you know, I, you know what? <laughs> I guess it's kind of analogous to the uh, USA versus the world. Yeah. Yes, it is very analogous to that. Huh. Um, in that it doesn't need to be three hours long. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that was Tamika. She unfortunately the uh, the dangerous curves were too dangerous for her. Yes, too dange. Yeah. Uh, then we had Kara <sighs> Polio. I can't tell you. Well, I she went out <laughs> on the dangerous curves as well. A lot, a lot of women. In fact, uh, at least two of them. Definitely three of them went out on the dangerous <laughs> curves. No, four so of them. Many. Four of them did. At I least think you were right. Four is at least two. Two of them qualified, and those two were uh, Carter Olson and Kara uh, Pulio. So um, the other uh, Tamika and uh, uh, Casey, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, nope. Yep. Casey. <laughs> yep. Didn't qualify. Oh, hey, May. Mike Salenzi. <laughs> was next the stallion yeah and now there's a ninja alliance called the four horsemen first Ooh. big brother takes black widow from survivor now american ninja warrior takes the four horsemen i gotta say though at least black widows was uh a good alliance initially <laughs> the four horsemen did fine i mean one of them did end up winning yes yeah <laughs> but they all made it pretty far eh. <laughs> Pretty much half of them went out pre-jury, so. Guys, sorry to spoil Survivor Fiji. Wait, is that true? The Four Horsemen and Big Brother? Oh, no, girl, I'm talking about Survivor Fiji. Oh, you're talking about Fiji? Yes. See, I was talking about Big Brother. Okay, I was like, I feel like the Four Horsemen did really well in Survivor. I mean, like, Big, it Bro- wasn't- Big Brother was prior to Fiji. This is Big Brother 5. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should have assumed that. Yeah, Taryn, that would be insane for me to make a Big Brother 5 reference, despite the fact that I have not seen one second of it. I, I am way too used to just everyone around me knowing Big Brother's <laughs> trivia. I'm here to keep you grounded. Uh, um, all right. So, uh, so there you go. The, he, he, uh, Mike, Mike goes out uh, there. Um, I, I don't think I wrote it down. <laughs> It doesn't matter. 
Um, then we, uh, let's see, Mike Salenzi is not going. No, he is. He is going to qualify. He, oh, that's why. Cause he didn't go out. He, he uh, finished? completed the course. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, because they were all uh, running around in a circle on their horses. Yes. Uh, all right. So that was that was Mike. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Next up was Garrett Lamb. Yeah, who went to Harvard and now is a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford. Cool, yes. relatable. Mm. Uh, he, uh, his, his brother has uh, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's going to do pretty well here. Yeah, he will. I, it's crazy that you can be uh, this smart and successful and also have compassion and be good at ninja. Pretty I mean, stupid if you ask me. Seems to me like he's hiding something. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> you mean we're not really going to launch a serial-esque investigation into what Garrett is hiding? Uh, I mean, we could. Could be our next podcast. I th- I think that's going to be... Ch- oh my god, I forgot to watch Holy Moly. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't watched Holy Moly! No, as soon as you said next podcast, it occurred to me that I haven't watched Holy Moly. Uh, I'm going to forget about it by the time we talk about it. I didn't even remember. I didn't even have time to record this podcast this week. I was I going to have time to watch Holy Moly. Um, I mean, it'll happen eventually. It, it really will. You'll be punished with it someday. <laughs> The people need it. Um, All right. Well, uh, Garrett is going to uh, complete the course. And then we are going to get Jamie Ron. And they're going to make a big deal out of uh, how he went shoeless last year. Yeah, his whole family is shoeless. Because remember that time? Yeah, we didn't need that. Because otherwise, how would anybody remember who Jamie Ron is? Yeah, we and we didn't need a close up of the feet. Oh, I so agree with you. I am so weird about feet. I don't like them at all. I don't. Look, feet are fine as long as they're just like, you know, regular feet. As opposed to what, Taryn? I don't know. I just don't want to see uh, non-regular feet. What does that mean? What are irregular feet to you? And let's offend a lot of people with your answer. (laughs) If you ever if you've ever seen a foot and you've been like, "Mm, didn't want to see that. That's what I mean. But I'm saying that any foot that I ever see, I'm like, I don't want to see that. Well, then you know what I mean. So all feet are irregular? No, just some feet are okay to see. No. 
Unless they're attached to my body. Uh, all right. I think the thing here is that as long as feet are doing what feet are supposed to be doing, which is allowing yourself to walk and not being focused on by a camera for some reason, then feet are acceptable. You know what? Jamie Ron's feet. They're fine. Okay, so you didn't have a problem with this. Well, they didn't show Jamie Ron's feet. Oh, they showed his family's feet. Yeah. Nothing against Jamie Ron's family. Just... It sounds like you hate Jamie Ron's family. Uh, maybe I just really like Jamie Ron. <laughs> so in comparison, everybody else's feet look gross. Yeah. Because he has such great feet. All right. Well, that's fair. this year he has custom shoes. Oh, that's good. Yes. So they're not going to so come off. Fall off. Yeah. yeah. Imagine having see that to me, it seems like a really irregular foot that you have feet that are so weird. They can't fit into a normal size without falling off. So you have to get them custom. Oh, I don't know if it's like that. I think it's just that uh, he's just, you know, regular average foot just going into a regular average shoe. But now he's like, no, I want custom shoes for his great feet that you love so much. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So uh, (laughs) Jamie Ron is, of course, going to complete the course. Of course. Of course. Completely. With shoes. Yes. Next up is Alyssa Beard. Yes. The most famous fifth grade teacher in all the land. What about what Jeff? Says. What about Jeff Foxworthy on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Not a teacher. I mean, he's kind of teaching. Mm, but not a teacher. If they didn't, if those fifth graders didn't know something and then he read the answer, then he taught them that thing. Yeah, but then you could say basically anybody that ever talks to a fifth grader is a teacher. Yeah, I think that's true. Taryn, children are a future and we're all their teachers. Mm, but there are specific people who are specific teachers as their job. Yeah, and that's one true. of those people is Alyssa Beard. You're right. She looks cold. Her nose is really red. <sighs> wow. It's not a critique. It looks cold in Baltimore. Maybe that was the look she was going for. Maybe she wanted, uh, you know, a little bit of a red nose. Oh, for Red Nose Day. Yeah. And now you're just calling her cold. (laughs) See, she looks cold. I was also wondering where uh, James McGrath was. And this is not a gossip podcast, um, but I did do an Instagram deep dive and they do appear to still be together. Uh, They haven't posted photos together in a long time, but I assume that's just because they live in different places. But uh, they have liked all of each other's most recent Instagram photos. You didn't see he was there on the sidelines. Oh, I didn't see him. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit concerned because they were not mentioning him in the package at all. Yeah, they didn't mention him and I didn't see him. But then when she started running, they said, and look, her boyfriend, uh, James McGrath, is on the sidelines cheering her on. I was like, I was already furiously looking at Instagram by that point. (laughs) Yeah, you you missed it because you were busy stalking her on Instagram (laughs) Uh trying to find. Yeah, evidence that they're still together. Yes. It seems like they are. Uh, Akbar, who loves the fact that she's a teacher, um, is going to say that she is taking this course to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't really because she doesn't finish. She makes it far, though. She uh, she gets to crank it up. She is going to be the top female finisher of the night. Uh, not finisher, but qualifier. Y- yeah. <laughs> okay. But she finished. She didn't complete. In the water. <laughs> She finished her test. She just didn't complete her test. 
She finished her test in that she is not still to this day hanging on to crank it up. Correct. Her run is over. Yes. She did not finish the course. Um, she Her package was also about like, uh, like, oh boy, did it suck going out in that first obstacle last year. Yeah, they love to to not highlight the uh, the actual achievements of the ninjas <laughs> and rather their failures. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, she, she not she made it to Vegas. But uh, she went out on the first. They kind of made it seem like she went out on the first obstacle of like the qualifying course. Right. Yeah. It's like that was Vegas. She did great. Uh, Then we got Justin Andalin, who works at a zoo. No. Boo. (laughs) Went out and crank it up. Um, And uh, Joe Capabianco. Okay. And then we got Chris Wilczewski. Whoa. Yeah. Well, what's the guy got to do? Drown again? <laughs> right? <laughs> Love Chris Wilczewski, uh, but he did um, he did get montaged here. Uh, he went for the Mega Wall, and last year, he got the Mega Wall, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, he, made, he got the Mega Wall first try. He's had a year to train on it, and now he goes for the Mega Wall, and he doesn't even come close in three tries. Yeah. There's something about the something problem. wrong with that mega wall. Covered in Old Bay seasoning. That sounds gross. Old Bay? Yeah. Oh, it's really good. It's like a, a Maryland thing. Okay. <laughs> it's good on french fries. All right. I'll, I'll not take your word for it in that one. All right. <laughs> you People mostly put it on crabs. I've obviously never had it on crabs. All right. Next up was Lucas Rial. Who uh, who was a uh, newcomer last year, and he's going to uh, complete the course. Mazel. Then we're going to get Anthony DeFranco, who uh, who went. Out. This was this was. I wish we had seen this run because this is a great finish where he gets to the top and Matt Knockbar like you were so close. <laughs> he's like, oh man, how much did I miss by you? They're like just a little bit. Yeah, like literally less than one second. <laughs> yeah. Then we get Dave Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And this this was my favorite package of the night. Maybe my favorite package from the whole season thus far. Because it was all about Ninja. And it was just about like this guy and his passion for it and his determination for how much he wants to be there. Uh, known as the King of the Walk-Ons. Uh, he has spent 77 days total in walk-on lines over the course of his ninja career. And uh, then, and finally, this year, he got the invite. He's very happy. Um, and uh, we've never really gotten much of a package on him before. Yeah. Uh, but so, so I, was, I was really happy. Like, this is the kind of package I like to see. It's about the show not about his life outside of the show. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And and he, it, it, and it fits in the context of the show because he's just, it's so, it's so dramatically just like, yeah, yeah, he wants to be there. He's so passionate about this. Yeah, I mean, no offense, but he probably doesn't have very much of a life outside of the show Ouch. to speak of. If he's able to just like wait for 77 days Some total people just have a dream. <laughs> And they're willing to sacrifice for it, Lita. I agree. I'm saying that it's it's great that he has made this his life. But if you can just up and go and wait in a walk online every year, you you don't know what he's what he sacrificed. Uh, you're right. I literally don't because I don't know what his job is besides waiting and walk online. 
well, he is going to speed through the course and manages to get the fastest time of the night thus far as he makes it up the wall. He's so exhausted as he gets up there, uh, but he hits the buzzer. He's so happy. This is a very great moment from, from my perspective. I, I really like this. Yeah, he deserves it. And uh, there was one more thing. Mm-hmm. Akbar saw him. Aw, that's so nice. Yeah. Akbar Finally. hasn't been seeing people a lot lately. Yeah, maybe Akbar's having vision problems from all of the ocean air. Must be, but uh, his vision. he sees Dave Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, with the fastest time. Yes. Finally, we get to Naji Richardson, uh, who is uh, is here. He is going to, of course, just you know dominate the course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he has uh, these Cheeto pants on that look like they should glow in the dark, like you should wear them to play laser tag. I am always a fan of Naji's style choices. Personally. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with wearing laser tag appropriate attire. I agree. I think he always just looks cool. He is a cool person. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he does well here. Also getting through crank it up very quickly in, in very few moves. And he is also going to go for the mega wall and also not even going to come close. Uh, yeah. if, if Najee can't make it up the mega wall in three tries, then something serious has gone Najee, wrong. Najee, Joe Morawski, and Chris Wolcheski, that is a good enough sample size. Yeah. And I think that all three of them are owed $10,000. <laughs> yeah, maybe the show was like tired of giving away that much money, so they put like vegetable oil on it. Yes. Uh, and... So this is going to get us to the power tower, which is Connor Galvin versus Dave Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And I did. I liked that Dave Kavanaugh was there because I really enjoyed his run and I was happy to see him. But I also did feel, again, the sort of weakness in the format right now, I think, where like how fun would this have been to see uh, Najee versus Joe on the yeah. power tower? Mm-hmm. Um, like it was, it was very cool. Very cool to see Dave ultimately win the power tower. Um, he had, he was, he was so emotional. It was a really great moment. I, it was probably my, one of my favorite moments of the whole episode. At the same time, I still wanted to see Joe and Najee do this too. Yeah. Uh, bring back Ninja versus Ninja. <laughs> right. Is the answer to this. That show was so fun. Um, you, and you, I, this, you could see how ridiculously slippery it was uh, yeah. when they were trying to climb the pole, Dave, especially as he's trying to climb the pole on the, uh, the power tower, his feet were slipping, his hands were slipping on the pole. Like it must've been real slippery out there. Yeah. It was either that it had rained recently or that it was like super humid or something. 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 Yeah. Uh, so that was Baltimore. We have the leaderboard here. Dave Kavanaugh in the number one spot, uh, followed by Connor Galvin, Anthony DeFranco, Lucas Real, Jamie Ron, Brandon Stenta, Brandon McWilliams, Michael Salenzi, uh, Garrett Lamb, Joe Morofsky, Najee Richardson, Chris Wolcheski, uh, they, all three of them failed the mega wall. Uh, and then we had people who started failing at crank it up. Joe Capabianco, Tristan Poffenberger, Alex Goodwin, Clayton Mirage, Zach Barefoot. Ooh. What? Why wasn't he in this episode given <laughs> the, uh, feet? Jimmy talk? Ron. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Maybe that's uh, Jimmy Ron's, uh, pseudonym. Yeah. And he ran twice. Uh, Eli Bell, 
Luke, Lucio Batista, Logan Craiglow, Justin Andalin, Anthony Eardley, Ryan Rat- Ratazzi, Ryan Lee, Alyssa Beard made it in the top 30. Yay. Kevin Lang, Julius Ferguson uh, went out on the Hazard Cones, as well as Jonathan Stevens, Daniel Eskent, and Zach Day. And then the top five women were, of course, Alyssa Beard, followed by Abby Clark, who went out on the Hazard Cones, along with uh, Angela Cargano, and then both Carter Olson and Cara Polio went out on the Dangerous Curves. This would have been a good spot to take some of the women who competed in the Jesse Graf Megan Martin qualifier. I mean, you, here. but the, that's, that's the thing. The second you put uh, like Jesse Graf or Megan Martin in here, and then it's Alyssa Beard and yeah, Megan Martin they, and Abby had, Clark. Yeah, I guess. Um, maybe they were thinking that Casey Rothschild was going to exactly like be a big star. Yeah. All right. That was Baltimore. That was Baltimore. And now we're going to move on to Cincinnati. Have you ever been to Cincinnati? I have not. It's really weird because it's in Ohio, but it's so close to Kentucky that it has like more of a Southern feel than a Midwest feel. Hmm. Interesting. I've spent uh, a bit of time in Cincinnati myself. All right. Well, since the Cincinnati course had the shrinking steps, of course, and then the ring swing where you uh, grab onto a ring, you swing over, you transfer to another ring, hop it off the hook and dismount. Then the spinning bridge, which uh, I, th- I feel like is one of the more difficult balancey agility obstacles, even yeah, though it's a little bit more forgiving when you fall. I think you're more likely to fall. Um, it's a, a, a large series of there's probably like at least eight of them uh, just spinning sort of beads that you have to run over um, and uh, and get to the other side. Then you have the wing nuts. Uh, just three, just three wing nuts. You you know, grab on, lache side to side, hop over to the next one, and then, lache side to side. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, then a new obstacle: the slingshot. This one just looked tiresome. <laughs> it was also like, um, I don't know, it, like watching on TV. It was sort of hard to tell because. It, Every time you did it correctly, it looks like when you mess up the salmon ladder and mm. it like falls all to attach the wire. So I kept being like, <gasps> and then realizing that they didn't fall. There was exactly one person that it was like not a slog to watch do this obstacle. Yeah. It's just too slow for me. I like yeah. the fast obstacles. I agree. Uh, then we get, oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't describe it. You, uh, you grab onto a pole. And you have to jump the pole in between, uh, you know, these, they're like, uh, platforms for the pole, but they're made out of bungees. Mm-hmm. And so it sinks into the bungees and you have to jump out of them and then into the next set of bungees and they're at varying heights. And, uh, there's, there's like eight of them or something. So it, it takes a while it's to long, get through this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was the uh, the course there for, and of course the mega wall and the warped wall at the end. Um, that's the Cincinnati course. I feel like this was a like not the most difficult course in the world. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I don't know. I feel like the, the, the ultimately we get the about the same amount of uh, no. You know, the, the you did not qualify in the top thirty if you went out uh, earlier than the second to last the slingshot obstacle so um getting to the slingshot was i think just a little bit easier than uh than normal yeah uh all right so we're gonna kick this one off 
with uh, the Natty Ninja, James Wilson. Oh, like Cincinnati. Yes. Mm-hmm. I okay. have the same reaction. <laughs> right. Well, there's um, <laughs> there's a a beer uh, called Natty Light, but Natty is short for natural. Mm. Um. So I thought it was spelled like that, N-A-T-T-Y. Yes, he will. He, his wife has MS um, and he has uh, very long hair. And he's friends with Andy Dalton, who's the quarterback of the Bengals. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that. I was like, okay. who is this guy and why is he out here? <laughs> because they were, they were like, it's the Natty Ninja. And then this like uh, this big guy walks out and I was like, what? That doesn't. That I, I feel like my memory is not working here because that does not look like the guy I was thinking this was. Yeah, in that they are different races. Yes. Yeah. And also vastly different hair. <laughs> yes, vastly different. Um, yeah, the, James has cool hair. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I thought you referred to the other guy at first. No, Andy, Andy Dalton doesn't have cool hair. He has non, non-notable hair. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, though, the Natty Ninja here is going to go out on the wingnuts and will not qualify. Yes, RIP. Uh, I feel like it was weird that we started with two people who went out on the wing nuts. It was a little strange. They, they got to they build up the wing nuts as difficult, even though a lot of people got through them. Yeah, we already know that. All right. Then we had uh, Johnny Piatilla. How many cousins did it say this guy had? Um, like like 112 That's, or something. How is that even possible? Or 106. They it's said like, they said he's got like uh, his parents had like, you know, it was his dad was like one of eight, nine siblings and his mom was like one of six. Yeah. And then all of them had kids. I, I guess so. That's so crazy. He's from Michigan. There you go. Um, he uh, this this I mean, this was a kind of a funny package. Uh, you know, I feel like they could have just read the statistic of how many cousins he had and that would have been fine. But. Yeah, I I can't even imagine this. I only have four cousins. Well, very small family. Yeah, so uh, get get on the program. I can't get on this program with that story. <laughs> the four cousin ninja is a terrible nickname. Mm, all right. Well, maybe you should just get more cousins. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll go back in time and tell my parents to have more siblings, what? or I guess tell their parents. No need to be sarcastic. Just grow more siblings. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I guess I will have more cousins when I get married. There you go. Probably. You, you must find somebody <laughs> along the lines of Johnny Piatel. Who has that many cousins. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll look. Are, you, are they cousins-in-law? Is that how it works? Uh, Like, yeah, but who says that? Probably Johnny. No, he probably just says cousins. I guess so. All right. Well, he uh, he is also, as you mentioned, going to get to the wing nuts and then go out. Yes. Uh, then we had Logan Broadbent, who went out on the ring swing. Jamie Ross, who went out on the spinning bridge. And Hugh Berkey, who went out on the wing nuts. Uh, and Hugh was the uh, magician. Ooh. And, but not the hypnotist? No. Okay. This is the guy that did the card trick. Okay, lots of supernatural occult stuff happening. Yeah, they they really wanted to be like, we're having such a great time here in Cincinnati with all this silly, crazy nonsense, right, guys? Yeah, so much silly, crazy nonsense. Uh, at one point, Matt says, we're definitely having fun here in Cincinnati. And I was like, that's definitely something I hear from somebody having fun. 
Is there a gun to your head? Definitely. Um, Amanda Odell is the lunch lady ninja. I don't know if she actually called herself that, but the, no, she's she the lunch did. Lady. It was okay. on her shirt. Okay, good. And she's a, a lunch lady and a mom of four, even though she looks 18. Yes. And uh, I, th- she was, I thought she was really doing a bit of a humble brag at the mm-hmm. start. She was like, you know, when you think of a lunch lady... <laughs> You think you of this think of somebody old who's like crone. Not pretty? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. She encourages kids to eat healthy. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, she's a lunch lady. Mm-hmm. There were some awkward scenes here. Yeah. In the, her, in the school cafeteria. Of her being like, do you want to eat your veggies? And then promptly handing them a hamburger. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so there, there you go. She is going to take on the course here. Uh, she is going to get, uh, all the way to the slingshot. She's going to yes. be the first person to get through the wing nuts that we see on the episode at the very least. And then she is going to quickly go down on the slingshot. Uh, she is going to qualify, uh, as one of the her. top five women. Uh, very prolific lunch lady. Yes, she's, uh, you know, going to be even more popular at lunchtime. I'm sure she will be. Oh, <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds mascot is here and he's a blatant ripoff of Mr. Matt. Oh, the- no. <laughs> he How looks ex- dare they? He looks exactly like the Mets mascot. I'm appalled. I mean, listen, you can do a side by side here. They look exactly the same. I believe you. Okay. <laughs> right. And I am truly, look, I don't know why you, it seems like you think I'm being sarcastic, but I am genuinely. The only, di- the only difference is that Mr. Red, oh, wait, maybe they're related because it's Mr. Met and Mr. Red. Um, uh, Mr. Red has an enormous mustache and Ooh. way, way more terrifying eyes. Jesus, good Lord. Um, but, uh, but the mustache, how big is there, it? There appears to also be, uh, the mustache is huge. <laughs> Biggest mustache I've ever seen. I've ever experienced. Whoa, Lita. Way more than 18 inches. Um, are they cousins? Do Who? you think? Mr. Red and Mr. Matt. Oh, maybe. In law? Because there, there appears to also be a female Cincinnati Reds mascot named Rosie Red. Oh. I mean, I guess this is better than like... I mean, their team name is racist, right? So I oh, guess... Oh, boy. No, it is. Oh, <laughs> It's like one of those it's one of those baseball teams that is named after like a Native American word. For a moment, I thought you literally meant their team name is racist, like the word racist. The Cincinnati racists. <laughs> like what? <laughs> the Cincinnati they can get racists. away with what nowadays? <laughs> but I think originally the Reds was like the Blackhawks or um the the Redskins or something like that. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, but so I think now it it's is. not now it's an abbreviated version of the racist name. Um I just I think that they're probably like trying to move away. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it has always been just like Maybe the they color. just really like the color red and you're you're being uh <laughs> I don't know. I I'm uh a, a, a red hater. Uh-oh. The color red. 
Um, yeah, I'm famously not a baseball person. Uh, so I, I could be just completely wrong on this. So Cincinnati people, please don't come for me. Um, anyway, I like your non-racist, uh, baseball head man, even though he is, uh, a blatant ripoff of Mr. Matt. Well, you're walking on thin ice. Yeah, I really might be. Now I feel like I'm completely wrong. <laughs> anyway, I admitted it. All right. So, uh, so that, that was, uh, Mr. Oh, Red. Oh my God. I'm thinking of the Cleveland Indians. Ooh. The, okay. I, I apologize to the great city of Cincinnati. Um, I am thinking of the Cleveland baseball team, which is the Cleveland Indians, which has a very racist logo. Are they still that team? Yes. And they still have the same logo of a cartoonish Native American that is super offensive. Oh boy. Yeah. So anyway, apologize to the great city of Cincinnati. I'm not a baseball person. I got your teams mixed up. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) now that we've worked through that. uh, So now now that we're through the false accusations. (laughs) Leveled against the city of Cincinnati. Their names have been cleared. Mm -hmm. We had uh, Justin Miniard went out on the spinning bridge. Ron Zagman who uh, went out on the wing nuts and uh, Mike Wright, the, uh, the speedo guy. Oh yeah. We don't like that. I thought you did. Uh, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it in the same way that you did. I've never been a fan personally. Wait, is he hot? I, Cause this totally depends. I mean, I don't think he's unattractive. Okay. I didn't, I didn't even notice that he was in this montage. All right. Well, he was. He went out on uh, the slingshot. And if I scroll down, <laughs> he did qualify for the city finals. So okay, we'll I will, I will revisit more. this and make a judgment in the finals. All right. Sounds good. Uh, now, I'm, here we go. Next up was Mike Bernardo. Machine um, Gun Mike. Yes. This was, uh, this was a, 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 a scary package. Yeah, he got injured at work at the firefighting office. Uh, yeah, he got, he had a diagnosis. He was worried about uh, being diagnosed with ALS. Yeah, or like some other or Parkinson's. Terminal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he uh, he went to a dark place. He he was started. He was drinking every day, and then he ended up staying with uh, Chris Wolcheski, nice. and to to help help get him out of that uh, that place, which. If you remember, Chris Wolcheski's past is actually quite fitting because Chris Wolcheski, mm-hmm. uh, one of his first like major packages on the show was that he had dealt with uh, issues with alcohol and that uh, he had overcome that. So he was obviously the perfect person for uh, for Mike Bernardo to uh, to stay with uh, to help recover from this whole situation. And uh, and then he eventually. Uh, gets diagnosed not with ALS or Parkinson's or anything like that, but uh, I don't think did they actually name it? It's had something they, to do with, with they did, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, like twitching muscles, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I don't know how much that impacts him. I don't know if that means that like is going to like impact his performance, but they seem to indicate that it might. Uh, I just don't know enough about what the twitching what qualifies as like twitching. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but they did name it. It did not seem to be as it seemed to be an optimistic diagnosis. Yes. From context. Yes. Um, yeah. Alcoholism and drug use is not something that we see very much talked about on American Ninja Warrior, um, partly because 
you know, this is kind of a family show. And I think that they're like a little skittish around that. But also because these people are generally like health nuts and uh, alcohol is not good for you, uh, nor are drugs. And and they seem to treat their bodies with so much respect. Um, However, it's a disease and it has nothing to do oftentimes with like, oh, I'm a healthy eater. So I'm just going to abstain from alcohol. You know, once you start, it is often very, very difficult to stop. So I just wanted to point out that I was glad to see that represented because uh, no person, regardless of athletic ability or health status, is immune from alcoholism or drug abuse. Yes. And it also was like genuinely a very touching thing that he was able to, you know, fall back on a sort of safety net of the community that they've yes. built around uh, around the show and that they, you know, support each other and uh, were able to help get him back on his feet. And now he is here to, uh, to take on the course and he is going to complete the course, the first one of the night. Yes. Congratulations. Great stuff from Mike Bernardo. Uh, next up is Lindsay Partineo, who went out sure. on the ring swing. Um, she did not qualify for, uh, for the city finals. And uh, as always, that's going to mess up my flow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. What happened the second obstacle? So you thought she qualified? You never know with the women. <laughs> with the women yeah. They can't do ninja. <laughs> Next up was John Wilmus, uh, who went out on the spinning bridge and they did the uh, slow-mo of him juggling his glasses in the air, <laughs> trying to save the glass. He didn't, he didn't catch him, though. Nobody got them out of the bottom of the pool. Yeah, then... They really went for it here with Tony Geronimo, the you think hypnotist. That's his real name? No. Hey, I'm Tony Geronimo. <laughs> He's such a stereotypical <laughs> hypnotist. What does that mean? He's got that kind of like edgy look. Uh-huh. I don't think I know any hypnotists. I couldn't tell you what a stereotype of a hypnotist is. It's just if I if I was like if I tried to picture a hypnotist, <laughs> I'd think of somebody like Tony Geronimo. I'm just trying to think of like what a hypnotist stereotype would be. I'm like, oh, they're always holding watches on chains. <laughs> yeah. And also, and also they look a little edgy, like uh, okay. a little um what's the uh the the magician's name? Um the edgy Chris looking Angel. magician. Chris Angel. Yeah, they got a little Chris Angel in them. Okay. Um yeah. Well, you know, Matt Eisman is a stand-up comedian and he will take any chance to chew the scenery with some comedy here. <laughs> yeah. But I I feel like there's no way that this was done in real time. What do you mean? How how does he know that he's going to fall on the first obstacle and then just immediately be able to come back and finish well, he what he was... He didn't know. Maybe he would have done it the entire time, which would I have mean... been terrible because Akbar did not know what to do. He just kept going, <laughs> Matt? Uh, Matt? <laughs> I will say, if Matt, I know you're listening because we're best friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you did this in real time, then then kudos. That was some great improv. Yeah. Well, he's a comedian. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Matt is going to pretend to be hypnotized and then come back and then, uh, Akbar's gonna be like, he's already fallen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was Tony Geronimo. Next up was Cameron Knave, who, uh, who is doing this run for his father who recently passed away. Was this the guy that wore a kilt? 
Um, <laughs> maybe. Okay. I don't well, recall his lower half. Somebody was wearing a kilt and it said like the Scottish ninja or whatever. The kilt ninja. Mm. He must have known that I was recently in Scotland. Yes, obviously that was what was he was he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he is he is running uh, for his dad that uh, he was not able to make it to watch him. It's the first event he's ever missed, um, but he is going to uh, make the attempt here uh, and he is going to get all the way to the slingshot. So he does he does pretty well um, and he does manage to squeak in there and qualify 28th place. OK, well, we'll see more of his kilts in the city finals. We will. We will see more of his potential <laughs> unconfirmed kilt. His Schrodinger's kilt mm, in the name. city finals. <laughs> uh, then we get a sad one. We see uh, yeah. Tyler Yamauchi, who is unfortunately going to fall on the spinning bridge. Uh, I do feel like the height. Uh, was a, a detriment on this one, um, not only in running across the spinning bridge, but when he fell, a lot of the taller competitors kind of will just fall and then roll off. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Tyler, I don't think had enough uh, height to like keep the roll going, and so he kind of fell uh, off into the water. Yes, he was not so Gucci. Oof, oof. Then we had Jackson Twait. Hmm. Who is uh, really in love with his cat? Yeah. Okay. This was so weird. So first of all, I knew that he was going to finish once he made it past the first obstacle because there was nothing remarkable about this person. But we still Except got a really cat. long. Yeah. But he, then he also like rides a scooter, which is a perfectly normal thing to do. That is how like many people get around in DC. So they did a package of two completely normal things, owning a cat and loving it and riding a scooter for transportation and then like tried to cobble them together to make something interesting because he does very well and goes to the power tower. But obviously this guy is like not that interesting. I don't know. The the picture of him with his cat in like multiple different like angles. Uh huh. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you and I can both identify with our cats being one of our best friends, if not our best friends. I certainly love my cat, but I would not go get like professional photos done in like the 80s style uh, to, with like uh, glam lighting uh, of me and my cat. Would you say that your cat is your best friend? Uh, no. You do spend more time with your cat probably than any single person. <laughs> yes, but I would I would more say that my cat is my cat friend. What? My, of my cattiest friend, the cattiest of all my friends. Ah, but I'm right here. <laughs> Saying we're not friends. He's more he's more of a child to me than a friend. Mm, do you think that a parent can't be friends with their child? Mm, it's not the same. I think that my cat is one of my best friends. She's not my best friend, but don't tell her I said that. And also, I don't have the the mother-child relationship with her because she just... Uh, I don't know. She lives at my mom's house, mm. so I feel like my mom is her mom. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's he, my my cat. He, he, he's a little kitten. 
for the listeners at home, he's a full grown cat. No, he's a little kitten. <laughs> okay. Whatever you want to see about. See, this is the problem that parents have with their kids. They still see them as kids. You're not letting Kella stay out late on weekends. You're exploiting him on Instagram. Oh, no. He got a real good deal out of that. <laughs> does, does he, he negotiated. Get the, he gets money from it? Yeah. He's going to become an influencer and then you'll have to give him all his money. He gets 80% of all Instagram proceeds. So he has now Whoa. made a, an official $0. $0. Yeah. That's a pretty good cut. It is. If you ever make a dollar off of Instagram. <laughs> um, so Jackson Twait, uh, really, I, I, I do agree. Obviously, scooters and cats, not the craziest thing in the world. But his interview where he's like uh, making lots of cat puns was uh, I was like, Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah, uh, uh, the term "cat daddy" makes me uncomfortable. Mm, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, but uh, he does very well. Yes, <laughs> obviously he does. So I guess he it does well out. here. Um, he is going to get all the way through the course and is going to uh, be the um, the second fastest to this point. Uh, he is the the fastest so far. Fastest so far. Yes. Sorry. um, I'm getting confused with the previous episode. Um, Fastest to this point. And that's going to be Jackson Twait. Next up was Devin Nichols, who went out on the ring swing. Uh, Kareem Abdullah. Sounds familiar. And you're thinking of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Possibly. (laughs) Who is a famous basketball player. But I I feel like I've seen this name on American Ninja Warrior before. I feel like we've seen it before. Uh, He went out on the spinning bridge. And then Jesse Morer, who uh, attempted the mega wall, but uh, failed it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Then we had Mitch Wenzel, who. uh, (laughs) So embarrassing. What? He did so much dance. He did a full minute of dancing and then fell on the first <laughs> obstacle. Oh, I thought you were saying it was embarrassing how I pronounced his name. No, this was an embarrassing run. <laughs> yeah, don't exhaust yourself before yeah. running the course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Sutter uh, went out on the spinning bridge. Oof. A lot of people yeah, went out there. He, Ryan Sutter is the guy who won The Bachelorette. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Did he? Has he competed before? Three times. Has he ever qualified? He may have qualified for city finals once, but he definitely never went to Vegas. Then we had Naeem Mulkey, who went out out on the wing nuts. Then we get Michelle Warnke. Uh, Michelle Warnke that uh, did we get much of a package from her? Um, Not really, but she was the entire promo. Yeah, from like next week on American Ninja Warrior, this girl's oh, bleeding. Oh no! Look at her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's gonna go wrong? Was there a plug for a podcast that wasn't ours during her run? Yes, I think she's doing one. Was what they were saying. So rude! How do we get plugged? <laughs> I guess I have to go compete. Yeah, please. Um, Michelle is going to uh, have a great run of course Uh, she smacks her face on the ring the second ring of the wing swing and is going to have blood running down it for the rest of the run Mm -hmm. and it won't be the only conversation about rings we have am I right Jesse (laughs) LeBrock 
uh, she makes it all the way through, manages to finish the course. Uh, and I, I really loved in the interview afterward, they had the, uh, the instant replay ready to go to show her so she could watch herself get smacked in the face by the ring. <laughs> Just in case she wanted to see it. They should do more of this. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when they're like, when they fail and they're like, oh man, I don't know what happened. They should be like, well, as Here's you can happened. see. <laughs> no, that would make them feel so much worse. <laughs> I don't know what happens, Zuri. I do. <laughs> uh, I do. I, I like this though. I like watching them watch themselves. It's fun. Yeah. Michelle's so great. I'm so happy for her. Yes. Then we had the, the towers of, I almost called them the power towers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one place they're not going. Nope. <laughs> uh, they they get ripped off and don't even get to compete on the power tower. Yeah, they both go out on the slingshot. But I'm happy that Brandon Mir's son looks healthy. Yes, and they both managed to, uh, I believe, qualify. Oh, really? Brandon Mears and um, Dan, Dan Palizzi. Yes, both qualified oh. for the city finals, which is a, a rarity. Yeah, good for them. Yes, they both almost went out on the agility balance obstacle, which uh, is often their their downfall. Yeah. So, because they both made it to the slingshot, so that is why they're going to qualify. Then we are going to get Ethan Swanson. Yeah. So I just opened Instagram to see if Ethan Swanson still follows me, which he does. Uh, and when I went to the search feature, the first thing I don't know if you could see this on IGTV is Ethan Swanson's run on American Ninja Warrior. It's like on my Instagram. What I was going to say here is that Ethan Swanson. I don't know if it's him. Or if it's the producers, somebody figured out how to market Ethan Swanson for American Ninja Warrior. Because what do you mean? he has always been the daredevil ninja, right? Like the, the guy that does crazy things on YouTube and also competes on American Ninja Warrior. But for this season, they instead decided to go with, no, 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 no. we're going to tie this in. He's yeah training for American Ninja Warrior and it's a unique way to train where he's training his fear uh, yeah. and so they're using things that he's already been doing uh, for a long time and saying this is this is training and they're, they're tying it into when he runs oh he has no fear on the course he's trained his fear away um, this this is good branding I also lied he doesn't still follow me on Instagram oh. <laughs> brutal <laughs> Don't worry, Megan Martin still does. Okay. <laughs> I, just had, I just had to check instantly. Um, but like, I didn't even follow Ethan Swanson. He followed me, and then I followed him back, and now he unfollowed me. Do you oh, think man. I said something? You got bamboozled. Do you think it was because I hate swans? Probably. And I talked about how much I hate swans. I bet that was it. He listened to the podcast and he was like, I cannot believe <laughs> the slander she is slinging at swans. I know that must be it. Cause I've never said anything rude about him. I'm sorry, Ethan. Yeah. Well, I wasn't a fan of his haircut. It's not really a haircut. It's a lack of haircut. Yeah. It's too much hair. So maybe I wouldn't Enemy have said that if he podcast, still followed Lita. Ethan Swanson. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, he do, doing well on the show there. Uh, he, he managed to, of course, uh, get, uh, get a great, great marketing here in the package. He's, he's really going for it with his, his swan, uh, you know, thing. Song. Yes. The, the little gesture he does. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, really making one that song will be when he retires. Yeah, really making that happen. Um, this he he was the only person that I was like, yes, I enjoyed watching him on the <laughs> slingshot because he was able to just kind of hop through most of it. Yeah. All right. And he gets the fastest time. Yes, fastest time of the night thus far. I think uh, total. Yes, it's also total, but also thus far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't want to spoil it. Okay. All right. Next up was Mickey Wendling, who went out on the spinning bridge. Uh, Jerry D. Aurelio, who went out on the slingshot. So she Shana is going na. to qualify. Um, Shana na. Shana na. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no shucky ducky. Quack. No. Quack, quack. Yeah. Um, then we had Sam Gary, who, uh, who was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And uh, completed the the course and made Matt Knockbar wear sunglasses. You you really uh, you really gotta force them to wear sunglasses. They are <laughs> usually very anti sunglasses. Well, have you ever seen them wear sunglasses on the course? Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, let's let's ignore the fact that it's nighttime. Yeah, they look cool. <laughs> Uh, then we get to Drew Lakey Lachey. Lachey, yes. Drew Lachey. This that guy was is it. famous, so this one I do know. From 98 Degrees. Yeah, we're both too young for 98 Degrees. We're not going to pretend like we know this band. I mean, I know of it. Yeah, probably I probably recognize the song that they do. I, I know of it, too. I couldn't name a single song by them. Uh, Nick Lachey, his brother, is more famous. He dated Jessica Simpson. Uh, I believe he was on The Hills uh, briefly. So of course, that would be more famous. Well, Nick Lachey is more famous than Drew Lachey. Okay, I'm looking up. I'm to looking up 98 Degrees songs. I remember oh, I Nick Lachey. This is on the podcast. I <laughs> no, I can't stop it. Stop. What? I was playing stop the song. What? Oh, I can't hear it. I know, oh. but the audience could. Oh. <laughs> that was only that was only seven seconds. That's still fair use. <laughs> I thought you just didn't. I didn't even understand what you meant. I thought you just didn't want to subject your audience to degrees. <laughs> Still fair use. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I've, I don't know any of their songs. These um, are like real, real like uh, '90s music videos here. Yeah, uh, I do cherish you. Is their most famous song? Which that I've was the song I was about to uh, listen to. Yeah, that song has 40 million listens on Spotify, and their next most popular song only has 8 million. So, there you go. Like I said, the song. Mm-hmm, the song, uh, which I don't know. Maybe I would know it if I heard it, but I'm not allowed to listen to it. Yes. Um, okay. Anyway, he doesn't do very well because he's stunt casting. And yeah. Uh, he is well. He is going to uh, take on the course here and going to ultimately go out on the uh, the ring swing, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Uh, yeah, was not able to uh, to get past that uh, that second ring. Mm-hmm. Next up was Tamara Kirk, who uh, who was uh, out on the. This is the uh, the walk on montage. Yes. And so uh, they they went through a bunch of the walk on picks here. Uh, Tamara Kirk goes out on the shrinking steps. Uh, Vinny Tapia uh, goes out on the spinning bridge. Jonathan Cooley is going to get to slingshot. And that means that he is going to qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, then Cameron Baumgartner is going to uh, complete the course. 
and Dustin Rocco, I think. Rocco. Um, They talked about who he was a staple of the early seasons of American Ninja Warrior. And I've got to say, I was, I'm I'm normally like, yes, yes, they finally brought this person. I don't remember this guy. Yeah. Maybe he just Uh, looks too different. I don't know. Maybe it's been a long time. Normally, I remember the old the old because that's when I was like really like uh, loving loving the show, like really into all the people. Um, Yeah, that's when we were really into it, uh, as opposed to now where we just do a podcast about it. Exactly. That that was that was back when I remembered everyone instead of just writing everything down in notes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So honestly, my memory is better when I don't write notes. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They all kind of run together on this. Um, so, uh, but, he, but he is back and he is going to uh, complete the course. Happy for him. Love a classic. Yes. Then we are going to get Chris DeGange in, in a montage. Mm-hmm, of because course. Because he does not get the package about the engagement. That is Jesse's. He is. He did not even complete the course. He got That's out on because the I, I loved him saying that uh, he's now gone from Jesse's boyfriend to yeah. Jesse's fiance. I love that he will always be just Jesse's boyfriend. Well, no, now Jesse's fiance. Jesse's fiance. Well, someday he'll be Jesse's husband. Oh boy, a, a promotion. Um, uh, I, I gotta say, very, very happy for them. I am too. Uh, what I'm not happy about is that I can't see a picture of the freaking ring. On her Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when they got engaged, but there's a photo of them uh, from June 25th, which is very recently. They must have been engaged. She's not wearing the ring. I know that they're like in bathing suits. So maybe she took it off. But she's not wearing the ring. You know, I've never stopped to think about like I've seen that in like movies and television. Oh, let me see the ring. I never really thought about that as a real thing. Like you actually care about seeing the ring. Oh, yeah. It tells you so much about the man. Oh boy, does it? Yeah, how much money he has, whether or not he has bad taste. <laughs> Certainly, surely there are modern couples that uh, that that work together to find a ring. Well, now every woman has a Pinterest board, so they don't really have to worry about it. Oh man, what? Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, uh, you just, you gotta check the Pinterest. I always want to see the ring. <laughs> what if, what if you see the ring and, and Jesse picked out the ring and you're judging Chris based on it? I still want to see the ring. I just, I, I'm very interested in engagement rings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lita's gotten very serious on me. <laughs> I there's nothing I take more seriously than engagements. Good to know. Uh, so Chris is going to go out on the slingshot. Um, he does. He does manage to qualify. He is the fastest to the slingshot, actually. Mm, good for him. I, for a second there, I was like, whoa, I don't see his name. It's because he was all the way up at the top of the slingshot uh, mm-hmm. list. So that was Chris Ganji. Next up is, of course, his fiance. Jesse LeBrac, mm-hmm. yes. um, who is uh, going, to, she is going to get the package about uh, the proposal and uh, that they are now fiancés. Is... Yeah, they're now engaged. <laughs> um, Jesse, of course, is going to do a great job here on the course, uh, getting all the way through and finishing. 
Yes, I'm so happy for her. So happy that she's still better at this than her fiance. Yes, uh, creating a bit of a streak of her own. Mm-hmm. This is her third time in a row. Yeah, thank God she didn't go for the mega wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's like again, it's like uh, you got you got to choose streaks or mega. Like uh, I would have liked to see her try the mega wall. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, next up was Aaron Hesh, who went out on the spinning bridge, and she will not qualify. Yeah. Uh, going out there on the spinning bridge. Then we had uh, Tyler Smith, who uh, attempted the mega wall, but failed it. And then Michael Torres, who is going to uh, make it uh, or is going to try for the mega wall and fail it as well. So it's uh, really close, though. Yes. So that was Michael Torres. And then finally, last person here, Grant McCartney. Mm-hmm. He's had some tough times in qualifying courses in the last couple of years. Yeah, I guess so. I, or he, maybe they were like city right final courses. Ball. Yeah, I think it's uh, finals. Uh, either way, he hasn't qualified for Vegas a couple times, uh, even though he's been really close. Yes. Um, so he's uh, looking here to not screw up and also yes. make $10,000. Yeah, and he does one of those things. Yes, he, he does one and a half of those things. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't screw up and he does half of the other thing. Um, so he is going to get to the end of the course, attempt the mega wall. He gets, he gets close his first try and then, uh, very easily clears it on his second try. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. you go. And then Good he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be like, yeah, like very yeah, Grant McCartney esque uh, at first. He's really aggro and then he starts dancing. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, Grant McCartney makes it up the mega wall, but is not faster than either Ethan Swan or Jackson Twait. Ethan Swanson. What did I say? Ethan Swan. Ethan Swan. Yeah, that's his name. No. Ethan Swan. No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, he can unfollow her on Instagram, but uh, if his name <laughs> is Ethan Swan, that is uh, that is it for him. I, that's just not his name. I just want to make sure we're being accurate with our nemesis. <laughs> All right. Well, what did I tell you? First episode, mm-hmm. I said they made they they got the best power tower first, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're going to make this the last one the second best, or uh, you know the the first and last are going to be the two best ones. Yes, you Boom. are correct. Yeah. Ethan Swanson versus Jackson uh, Twait. They are going to compete here. They're going to be multiple lead changes um, as Ethan takes an early lead. Then Jackson manages to catch up, surpass him. He's climbing up the pole faster. But uh, Ethan Swanson, with no fear, is going to make a move <laughs> at the end. It all ties in. So stared into my soul. <laughs> he said, no fear. <laughs> no fear. And he is going to hit that buzzer and beat Jackson. And Jackson is going to fall back dramatically. Yes. (laughs) As he fails and uh, and Ethan wins. And then we're going to watch Ethan afterward uh, jump off in a swan dive. Yes, a Swanson dive. Mm, (laughs) Okay. Swan dive. Okay. Don't get it it wrong. (laughs) Listen. How's your caffeine? If if it's a swan, if it's a Swanson dive, then his name is Ethan Swan. 
Are you going to have to take more caffeine to finish your workout now? Because we've no, kind of been like the, screaming on the spot. It tends to last all day. Okay. Maybe I'm just getting used to it. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, we have an iTunes review. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. Uh, we have one from Sun Dancers M. It's called Burning Questions Answered. Five stars. My favorite part of this podcast is the commentary that tries to answer my burning questions. What does Shanana mean? Why do they keep the obstacle that everyone hits their face on? Why does Cool Ridge always get a montage? Is it because he's a dumpster diver? P.S. Thank you for pointing me towards his fantastic Instagram. That was a good review. Yeah, I like that they specifically said that we try to answer their burning questions because we've answered none of those questions. <laughs> Sometimes it surprises me when people know about what we talk about. Sometimes I feel like I'm speaking into the ether. <laughs> yeah, well, please leave us more reviews like that. It makes us feel very good. Um, yes, thank you very much. Uh, also, we do have to uh, run through the leaderboard here. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, we have Ethan Swanson at the top. Followed by Jackson Twait, Cameron Baumgartner, uh, Ressi Prankrats. <laughs> no, sorry, Pankrats. Pankrats. Prankrats is <laughs> such a good name. Dustin Rocco, Jesse Lebrec, number six. Nice. Mike Bernardo, Trevor West, and Sam, Sam Gary, and Michelle Warnke. Two female awesome. finishers, uh, one of which in in the, the 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 upper half there almost um then we had grant mccartney who failed on or sorry who uh, got on the mega wall uh, he was the final uh, slowest finisher behind michelle um then we had michael torres uh tyler smith and jesse morer who all failed the mega wall then the rest of them all failed the slingshot krista ganji jonathan cooley david wommelsdorf uh jesse wildman uh, Dan Palizzi, Derek Pavoni, Mike Wright, Philip Scott, Zane Paxi, uh, Philip Hucky, Brandon Mears, Eddie Russell, Christopher Gabayan, Gab Gabian, Cameron Nave, Amanda Odell, and Jerry D. Aurelio. Oh, wow. Yes, the top three female finishers managed to make it into the top 30. Uh, wait. There were only two female finishers, but there were four women in the top 30. Yeah, that's it. The top <laughs> four female competitors managed to make it into the top 30. Yes, yeah, so only one woman qualified via the women's. I don't know top why five. you bothered to correct me on that because I was definitely 100% <laughs> correct the first time. Every single part of your <laughs> sentence was wrong. <laughs> Okay. You, anyway, good night for the for the ladies. Yes, uh, the fourth uh, or sorry, the fifth oh female athlete to qualify <laughs> in the top five women was Jamie Ross, who went out on the spinning bridge. Who is different than Jamie Ron? Yes, she only competes with shoes on every time. Exclusively, yeah. yeah. Could not be more different. So there right. you go. Great. Uh, where can we find you on social media? At Armstrong Taren on Twitter. And? At Taren underscore Armstrong on Instagram. Where you can see his kitten. That's clearly such a small kitten. It's um, a kitten. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted, Instagram Lita Grammed, where I promise if I ever get engaged, I will post the ring. And uh, you can also read my blog, uh, Drop Dead Culture, which is at LitaWrote.wordpress.com. 
working on something about The Bachelorette right now. You know what I was reminded of when you mentioned uh, the dangerous curves? What? Drop dead culture. (laughs) Why? Sounds dangerous. (laughs) It's so much culture, you'll die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just read at your own caution. Yeah, read at your own risk. That's what I'm always saying. I should just rename the blog literature. (laughs) I actually like that. (laughs) For when I write about books. Uh, Sometimes. All right. Um... I that was that was I feel like we got through that as efficiently as we could have. I hope you enjoyed the double episode. It was it was meant on purpose to give mm-hmm. you extra content. Yeah, we just wanted to take the entire week of the 4th of July off because it is American Ninja Warrior and it would be un-American of us to work that week. And it's also very American to say, you know what? I'm going to skip on the burger for a week and then I'm going to go with a double double burger the next week because that I'm saving it up and I'm going to have a nice juicy double burger podcast this is not relevant to me and I also don't (laughs) think is representative of Americans (laughs) (laughs) it's very American I hope you all had a lovely 4th of July now that it's the 9th of July it's still it's still within my right to say that Yes. There were still fireworks. I live in the District of Columbia and there were still fireworks going off last night outside my apartment. Yeah. People uh, are fireworks are cruel. They are awful. They scare dogs and also me. And also kittens. Yeah. Yeah. He went under the bed. Yeah. They keep waking me up and I think that it's war. I had to to lay under the bed with my. (laughs) Oh, God. That's so sweet. Okay, on that note. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Jerry and Lito will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.